This year, a festive film for the whole family. Ho, 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 <coughs> oh dear. Santa's got coronavirus. Rudolph and the rest of the reindeers are socially distancing. Oh no, what are we gonna do? Well, Sugar Plum, it's up to you. You're gonna have to make all the toys in the workshop. Now get in there and save Christmas. Elf Isolation. Coming soon. special episode, uh, a pandemic special. Uh, me and Mike are uh, self-isolated from each other. <laughs> yes. You, you can hear Mike uh, distantly there. Uh, I hope the sound quality is okay. We've tried very hard to make this the least shitty sounding as possible. Um, I'd also like to preface this podcast by saying later in the episode we will be recording parts separately and that should improve the quality. So apologies for this intro bit. Um, but you know, fuck the apologies. Uh, there's a pandemic on. Let's sort out the world with our movie speaking podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, cut us some slack. Uh, we're back from the dead. Movie Bong has been uh, away for uh, a few months or whatever. And uh, yeah, we're back in the weirdest of times. And we're doing this like yeah from uh, like online all you know in the future and that internet <laughs> so this is crazy um but let's carry on because i'm at uh, my flat in in uh, in manchester by myself with my with my rabbit my pet rabbit uh, whereas mike you are in the wirral i am i'm isolating uh with my family um Classic. and i haven't gone, yeah i haven't gone full shining yet but uh, I fear it is imminent. <laughs> okay, so um, I think, because uh, obviously this is going to be a pandemic episode, pandemic-themed, uh, I've been watching a few pandemic-themed movies. I believe you've been doing the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people are going to be wanting a lot of movie recommendations while they're going to be sat at home for the next few weeks. Of course. Because, um, I, yeah, I've just been watching movies so far. Like, everyone's talking about, oh, how do you stay creative? How do you be creative during the isolation? And I was like, well, I've just been sitting on my ass watching fucking movies. Which, so, which is what we normally do for research anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. So this fits in nicely <laughs> to my sitting around doing fuck all. <laughs> so uh, we should get to some recommendations. I think we should start with some of the obvious ones. Um, because I think they're being thrown around on social media a lot. Um, the two most obvious ones, I think, are Contagion and Outbreak. Oh, these are for sort of classic... Um, I mean, if it, 
you may not want to watch this kind of movie right now. We understand that. <laughs> but, I have a morbid fascination. It's made me watch even more of them. I think at first, but now it's, that it's getting more and more serious, so, uh, does it, you know, do you not have any problem with it? or? No, no, I, I really enjoyed Contagion. Um, and that, that's right. the more serious of the two. Yeah, and Outbreak's the classic sort of virus, Hollywood virus movie. It's dead serious. Uh, it's, it's, it's like The Rock or, um, I don't know, some Michael Bay shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're a, big, we're a big fan of either of these movies. I like um, both of them. I think they both had their merits. I'm a bigger fan of Contagion. I thought that was a more, you know, serious, legitimate film. Um, like uh, the drama sort of like it's not melodramatic that's that's what I would describe Outbreak as it's a melodrama um, right and very very 80s um, and it Outbreak I'm talking about now um, it, it reminded me a lot of like Independence Day it's got that sort of like big popcorn feel to it even though they're talking right. about you know uh, the whole of California uh, coming down with a deadly virus that eliminates your loved ones within hours of being yeah. <laughs> in contact yeah, yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, but, but, it's, but Outbreak's got the more, like it's got the silly scenes, it's got Cuba Gunning Jr. trying to hunt down a monkey with a harpoon. Nice. Um, yes. Yeah, no, sorry, I always get confused. I always think that's in Jerry Maguire. But, <laughs> <laughs> Show me the yeah. monkey! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just got that. That was a slow burner. Um, yeah. So outbreak. Uh, but well, yeah, contagion was Steven Soderbergh, right? Yes. Who directed outbreak? Uh, oh, don't. Uh, no, I t no. You know, I do know because um, I remember thinking, "Holy shit!" And it, it's one of our favourites as well from this podcast. It's the director of Das Boot. Oh shit! Yeah, it's it Wolfgang is. Peterson. Yeah, Wolfgang, but you're right, motherfucker. And awesome. I, I find that just amazing because that means that he's been, you know, to go from Das Boot to fucking Outbreak. Well, that was yeah. From the success of Das Boot, obviously he went to Hollywood and was given the opportunity to make films like Outbreak. <laughs> it's, it's just such a a, a mad. Um, uh, a, a jump, you know, because Das Boot is sort of, uh, you know, it's a, a piece of brooding European cinema. And to go from that to, you know, ah, Kevin Spacey's got the lurgy is uh, just a bit of a jump. <laughs> Indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time um, since I've seen Outbreak. I don't think I've actually seen Contagion. Um, Outbreak, yeah, it was one of those sort of uh, early 90s action thriller that, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, seemed to attract a good cast, like Dustin Hoffman. Um, who is it? Who's the, what, is it Renny Russo? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's got yeah. an amazing cast in it. You know, Dustin Hoffman yeah. obviously is the lead. It's, it's a really impressive film. I, I, I did prefer Contagion, but I also am uh, very understanding that not everyone will be prepared for Contagion. Um, because it is quite on the nose and quite similar to a lot of stuff that's happening now. Um, yeah, like, like there is just a lot of, you know, dead family members and stuff like that. And I don't know if that's something that people want to be thinking about right now. 
Yeah, well, they got in trouble. Uh, ITV Two, ITV Three, or one of the, one of the ITV Strand channels um, showed Contagion the other night. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and I think they'd already just had it clocked into the schedule for a while, and it just put it on, and they hadn't realised. Um, but yeah, I think they received a few complaints uh, because it is, as you say, yeah, it sounds very uh, similar to what is going on now and what is going now. We're not downplaying what's going on on in the real world. It is serious. Uh, that's why you should listen to, listen to this, this silly podcast about fun things like, um, yeah, movie viruses. <laughs> uh, th those are the two that I would sort of like recommend. Outbreak is the sillier one. Contagion, for those of you with, uh, I suppose, uh, darker... Uh, senses of self um, may prefer Contagion. That, that was the one that I preferred. Uh, but you've been watching some lockdown movies as well. I have. Um, actually, I'm right in the middle of rewatching Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which, uh, of course, does have a huge sort of virus storyline. It's about simian flu, a lot of it. Yeah. And um, James Franco's doctor is kind of coming up with a viral. Um, thing which is also a cure for Alzheimer's or some some sort of shit. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I was watching that for a bit of a research, getting the mood. Um, I also watched. Um, well, I think Netflix or whatever streaming sites uh, are maybe kind of pushing some of these pandemic movies. Uh, and I mean, there's like a TV show called Pandemic on Netflix, um, and I just saw a movie called Quarantine from 2008 pop up last night. Oh yeah, horror. I found footage horror movie, so I started watching it, and uh, about ten minutes in, it stars Jennifer Carpenter, who was in um, Brawl on in Cell Block 99, um, and. She, she is a news reporter that goes to a fire station, and I was thinking, hang on, I've seen this film before. And then about 10, 15 minutes in, I realised, of course, it was the remake of the Spanish zombie movie Wreck. Ah. Um, yeah, right? Oh, really? So, so, oh, I didn't know they remade that. No, they did, slightly, because it wasn't called Wreck. That's what fooled It was called Quarantine. Oh, um, okay. So, because all the way through, I was like, "This is a lot like Wreck," and I was like, "But then I was like, have I seen actually seen this before, or is it just a bit like Wreck?" And then I was like, and then I spoke to a mate saying, "I'm watching Quarantine." He was like, "Oh yeah, it's a remake of Wreck." That and I was like, "Oh shit, of course it is," because that makes complete sense because it's it's exactly what's happening happened in Wreck is happening in front of my eyes. So um, so yeah, but it was it was a solid remake. Um, but it's sort of locked down in a part. If no one's seen it, uh, it's quarantine. All these people locked down, and uh, it's a bit of a flesh-eating uh, virus, a zombie thing. Kind of people go uh, a bit, yeah, crazy. Um, I, I like her yeah. as a, a lead actress as well. She she was in Dexter. She's very good. Yeah, she should be in more. Um, she should be bigger. Um, so yeah, so there was that. <laughs> um, I also watched, uh, um, I mean, this isn't really a sort of um, pandemic plotline as such, but um, I watched a film last night, uh, indie horror film, which has just come to Amazon Prime, um, which, um, yeah, Quarantine was on Netflix, this is on uh, Amazon Prime. Um, it was called a horror movie, indie horror movie from a couple of years ago called Beyond the Gates, which was um, yeah. about uh, a board game. 
And I know in lockdown, a lot of people are playing board games and games at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought, oh, well, maybe that, that kind of fits. But um, it's not bad, worth checking out uh, if you're in for like a little indie horror movie. Um, more could have been done with it with a, with a bit more budget, but um, it, it was cool. It's, so um, It sounds like a horror Jumanji. It is. It's very much is a horror Jumanji. It's not like they go inside the game like Welcome to the Jungle, the rock Jumanji. It's <laughs> like uh, the old Jumanji where the game sort of starts affecting real life and coming out in real life. Um, this is like they're playing this game. Uh, it's a bit like, I don't know if you ever played that board game Atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, where it was like all the, those 90s video games where they had um, VHS in them. And there would be like a gatekeeper or someone. Um, they were great. And if anyone's got them, they're worth playing during lockdown. But uh, this one is they put the video in. They, they inherit an old video shop from their, from their father who's like died or gone missing. And, um, and then Barbara Crampton, who's a B-movie uh, horror classic actress who produces this movie, she's in it and she plays the sort of gatekeeper on the video. And then lots of weird stuff starts happening it's cool if you you know if you want a easy um sort of horror comedy um yeah two brothers they have to um play the game and finish the game and yeah it's cool that sounds really fun uh, now moving on to a movie that we've both seen recently and we both rate very highly uh, the invisible man yes um because that's been sort of fast tracked released recently because of the lockdown i believe um, yes, yeah, so you can you can watch it on. I watched it on Amazon for like fifteen quid or something. It, it was worth yeah. it as well. I have to say, but it, it did get um, into the cinema just in time. I saw it in the cinema and it did do really well. Um, it, it, I think it was the, the the last sort of success just before um, the cinema lockdown, which is starving us of so many great movies that we were waiting to see, what? like Quiet Place Two and Bond and all those other films. I think I went to the cinema like the day before all the cinemas closed or something. I went to see The Hunt and I had the whole screen. In fact, it wasn't just the whole screen. You could kind of tell I had most of the cinema to myself. Like, they had five staff on, but there was, there was no one else in the building. But um, that's gone, uh, that's been fast-tracked to uh, video on demand. I mean, that should have come out ages ago. That, 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 that film's release is just... Um, Covered with problems and... <laughs> I'm really confused by that. So basically, this is the movie The Hunt, and it's been... Uh, its release has been prolonged for quite a while. At one point, it was there was something to do with... Was, was it... Something happened, and then they were like, oh, we can't release this because there's been a shooting or something. But I, I, yeah. now, having seen the film, I don't understand why that means you can't release a movie. Uh, it's not about the school shootings or anything, and it's not yeah. similar to any crimes that I've seen in reported in main media recently. Uh, so I'm a bit confused why it's been delayed. Um, I, I thought it was really good as well. I thought it was really good. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks fantastic. Let's finish off what we were saying about Invisible Man. I've sidetracked you with the hunt there. Um, but we, we were saying last night uh, when we were talking on the phone how much that we loved... Uh, throughout The Invisible Man, there's loads of shots where literally nothing is happening, but it, it's so tense in the cinema because y- you, you, you know that there could be something there. This is a movie about an invisible man. So it's just um, so much tension is created in these scenes where literally nothing's happening. And that's really impressive and different and refreshing. Yes, you're constantly um, sort of 
just staring at the screen and because he's invisible and you you know you're looking if the hairbrush moves in like the corner bottom corner of the screen or something and and because of that it, there's just constant t- tension within you when you're watching it it's, um it's yeah it's amazing and the cgi they do use is is used quite sparingly um I mean, I, I loved like the the slow pace of this film. It it, it took its time. You know, I, I didn't think it, it didn't bore me, um, but it took its time in uh, revealing certain aspects of the story. And I don't know. It just start to finish. I was really impressed with it. Yeah, I mean, I watched the um, the nineteen early nineteen thirties original um before like the night before i went to see it um it's very very different films but there are some similarities uh, a lot of the names um similar and um it's yeah it has similar themes of just wild madness but it, it, you know this newer version is given a much um a much more timely sort of topical um, edge to it and um, a much more female centric and strong with a strong female lead and a great performance yeah. um, in the lead I think yeah no, Elizabeth Moss is fantastic as the lead um, you are right though that this is quite similar to the original uh, I don't know how many people are sat home having watched the original but um, like the original in this movie the invisible man is the villain of the piece um, and it was finding a very interesting movie villain, particularly in the original Universal Pictures film. Yeah, um, and this, yeah, this is a, like um, a revamp of the sort of Universal Pictures, and there's going to be more. And I like the way they're doing it now because originally um, it was a big Hollywood mess that Tom Cruise came out with the Mummy, and that was such a, a bomb that. Um, they had stuff planned with Russell Crowe possibly as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde I don't yeah. know Johnny, Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man yeah. and it would have been a film about the Invisible Man much more than this new Invisible Man is if you know what I mean but just watch it but <laughs> um, but I like that because you've already you know you had Hollow Man many years ago with Kevin Bacon yeah uh, and you've had different Invisible Men films, like Memoirs of an Invisible Man, the John Carpenter movie starring Chevy Chase, which I stand by, I think is really good. Oh, no, I, I like it too. You know, I mean, I like everything that John Carpenter's made, though, so... <laughs> but that's just, that's a sort of comedy caper, a comedy thriller. Um, and uh, so, they've, so it already has sort of been made, remade in ways. Um, so I really dig the fact that this new one is, does concentrate on the female character, really, and he is more of the secondary, well, the villain, the real villain. Yeah. And, and, um, we follow her story, basically. It's just, re- you know, really well written, really well shot, and uh, I-, I really liked it. Yeah, fantastic. Watch it. Um, moving on to the hunt, I'll, I'll wrap this up uh, nice and quickly. Um, the one, the thing that I loved about the hunt is it's quite similar to uh, some films that have come out recently, like uh, Ready or Not, or to go back a few years, You're Next. Um, these sort of like 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 hunting movies, but with clever plot twists. I, I'd put um, The Invitation isn't miles away from this genre as well. Um, but what I really liked about The Hunt was uh, the choreography is actually really well uh, realised and you can also tell that uh, the actors are doing a lot of it themselves. Um, the main actress is uh, Betty Gilpin who's uh, been in Gl- uh, Glow recently. Um, she's yeah, one of the leads in Glow. And, and she's so good in this. Um, and also I think it's quite 
that there's some interesting uh, the way they portray characters is a little bit interesting that they, they, they kind of like they leave a lot to the imagination of the viewer that there, there isn't a huge exposition dump um, or there aren't as many exposition dumps as there really could have been in this film um, and I, I just liked it again it's a film that's full of narrative twists which is you know that's what I love in a film I love a narrative twist I love the plot and um, it was a solid film and I do think it was better than Ready or Not which a lot of people enjoyed so if you enjoyed Ready or Not uh, give The Hunt a go it's also available um, online for about 15 quid are they quite similar? Why would you compare them to? I do like Ready or Not. I think it's great. I think that they're, they've both got that uh, tongue-in-cheek black humour about them, where it's clearly that they're both about, you know, life or death games of survival, um, featuring um, quite affluent people on one side. Um, right, yeah. But yeah. there's that overt humour to it of, like... Um, you know, Ready or Not never takes itself seriously. It's a really silly film, particularly yeah. the ending. Um, yeah. And The Hunt is, is very similar. It's just um, right. very comedic. Right. Okay. Um, well, I wanted to recommend something a, a bit nicer, maybe, or for kids or anything, but um, really I want to recommend another horror film that's just um, been out on Netflix called The Platform, which is a Spanish um, weird situation horror is sort of like a lockdown movie it's it's um yeah it's about these people sort of that find themselves in this uh cell um <laughs> uh with like like a big tower they're all in a cell with a big hole in the middle um they're all they're all there for various different reasons and um yeah and it's about a platform that lowers through oh no that like a, yeah a a, a big table thing that lowers through this hole through the platforms um, and has food on it and then everyone sort of eats as it goes down and it's sort of about the, the sort of system and the class system and it's, it's, it's wicked, it's really cool It sounds really cool, it's definitely on my to watch list um, It also but, sounds not miles apart well, tonally it sounds quite similar to another Spanish film that I saw on Netflix not long ago called Eramentari um, which is really great as well. Is that the one with like the big demon and shit? Yeah, I think it, it's got like a subtitle to it. It's like uh, the blacksmith and like yeah. the daughter and the blacksmith or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's really, really great and has got some fantastic sort of uh, devil imagery in it. Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, this is a little like, um, I don't know if you remember the Cube or things like that, those kind yeah. of films. Um, but uh, a lot of people, I'd like to just make a public service announcement. A lot of people tried to watch the platform and complained that all they could watch was a dubbed version of it. Is it, it. Please just go to the subtitles section on Netflix and go to original language with like English subtitles. You can find it. Everyone keeps saying, oh, the dubbing's terrible. I can't concentrate on it. Watch it with subtitles, please. Yeah, I, I keep seeing people uh, not yeah. understand how to use Netflix subtitles and dubbed options. And I feel like they've made it really fucking easy. It's in the corner where it says audio and subtitles. It's right there. <laughs> I think it's just because it's not the top one and you have to scroll down. And that's quite hard for some people. Um, well, yeah. Let's move on from this intro bit. Because uh, I know the sound quality is not the best, and I want to move on to something that, you know. Um, I, I, anyway, um, so 
we've been putting out, we've, we've put out a shout out on some internet forums um, because during this pandemic, uh, we are asking for submissions. You could send in your pitch submissions to MovieBong. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll play them on air. Uh, all, all we ask is that they're sort of uh, less than 10 minutes um, and sent in an MP3 format uh, to myself. Uh, you could do this via WeTransfer. That's a very easy to, way to share files over the internet. And, and you want to send it to red at deadcatcomedy.co.uk. Uh, that's my company. Uh, and I'll receive the email. We'll have a listen and we'll pop it into the episode. Um, we've been sent one, Mike. Really? Already? Wow! Yeah, we've been sent one and it is pandemic themed. Uh, this one's been sent in to us anonymously. Uh, so, let's listen to the pitch. So what it is, is people who make a much better podcast than us, called Movie Bong, uh, is it, their, their podcast is set around a simple premise, which is to, um, each week they pitch ideas for films that don't exist. They discuss potential directors, actors, the overall tone, and the plot, uh, and, they, and they pull it all together, and they thought what they could do at this time was to do some extra special episodes based on uh, the pandemic. And what they'd like people to do is to submit some submissions to them uh, of around about five minutes in length, um, format it as an MP3, and then you email it to red at deadcatcomedy.co.uk via WeTransfer. And then I think they'll, you know, work it in and make it part of the show. So... You know, I thought we could give that a go. Yeah. And I give you, I gave you a pretty good shunt yesterday to like, you know, hey, let's, let's do this thing. And you weren't having it. No. No. But have you warmed up to the idea now? No, not really. But the, along the <laughs> lines of um, uh, things that are unique to this pandemic, I was thinking about, you know, who, who, you know, it's it's been pretty tough for us. I say pretty tough. We we we've got loads of food. We've got loads of toilet roll. We're just spending too much time together. Hmm. Um. But uh, you know what? What it could be worse. That's that's the thing. You know, it could be worse. We are we are in a relatively uh, good position. Um, we're you know coping with each other and f- eating well, and um, we can still move about a bit. Uh, we don't need to go out for anything. You know, we're we're not out of any of our prescription medicines or anything. So we're okay. We're okay. Um, and yes, I am bored. Uh, but things could be worse. That was that was my my kind of starting point for this. I was thinking, well, what could be, what could be worse than this? And I was thinking, well, you know, you you could be stuck on your own and want to be with somebody that you can't be with, uh, or stuck with people that you don't want to be with. Um, and the the first of those two thoughts, the you know, not being able to be with someone that you want to be with, made me think of all of the kind of complex human relations that uh, people get themselves entangled in. Uh, like being uh, the other part of a love triangle. So, uh, <laughs> the phrase that I came up with was side chick. You know, when, when two people are married and he or she is having an affair, there's there's the the third third wheel there. Um, uh, so let's let's generically refer to this as a side chick. And it's like, well, you know, that that could be in a pandemic situation. That could be turned into a light-hearted rom-com where the uh, uh, the the side chick realizes that uh, he's never going to leave his wife because he doesn't during the pandemic, and you know they're forced to spend three months apart, not 
boning like animals. Um, and um, things will work out for the best. See, I thought you went a step further with that. And you were saying that, you know, what what's going to happen to all the people who are currently have two families. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. That, that was, that was, yeah so first, my first my first thought was around, you know, what follow the story, follow the side chick. And then I took it a step further as to, well, this guy, this guy who's caught between these two women, one that he's, you know, married to and the other one he's having a fling with. And then I thought, well, actually, what if, what if he's married to both of them? You know, you hear about people having double lives, two families running in parallel where... You know, they, they, they're saying that they're going away to work for a fortnight and actually they spend a fortnight with the family and then they tell that family that they're going away to work for a fortnight and go to the other family. And, they, they you know, there's people that pinball ricochet between two different households. How do you pick which family you stay with for the 12 weeks? And in terms of actors for your movie... Yeah, it had to be the first four that came to mind. <laughs> no, yes, what we yes. what we said it was the first four actors that came to mind. Oh. What were they in order? What were the first four actors right. that came to mind? The, the caveat to this was I don't know the names of any actors, and that was the first thing that I said. And then you said Brad Pitt, <laughs> and then I said Gwyneth Paltrow, and then I said Renee Zellweger. And I don't think I was actually thinking of Renee Zellweger. I was thinking of the blonde-haired one, short, um, who was in um, oh, Legally it? Blonde. It's too late. You What's her name? Um, I don't know. Is she another Renee? I don't know. Okay. But anyway, so we start with we had Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow, Renee Zellweger, and you then threw in Gerard Depardieu. Yes. Because. That was the, and I said, "Who's that?" <laughs> Meaning, what character is it? And you said, "He plays all the children." <laughs> First Except thing you said was, "He's a French char- He's a French actor." And I was like, "Yeah, I know who Gerard Depardieu is. I want to know who he is in this little <laughs> little story that we're mapping out." And then you said, "All the children." Yeah, so he plays all the children, and it's like an Eddie Murphy movie where he wears all the fat suits and plays all the different <laughs> characters. But it's Gerard Depardieu shrunk down, maybe or not, and he plays all the children from the the two relationships that that Brad is having: one with Gwyneth yeah. and one with Renee. Yeah, yeah. And I think it, it could be instead of like just a pandemic zombie movie, it could be like a noir. Yeah. Yeah, but exposed. You know, the whole thing comes comes is ex- the story is exposed by the pandemic. Dun dun dun. Yeah, and do you know how it ends? Do you remember how it ends? No, have you got an ending? Yeah. So, um, I think the two girls get together and Brad gets booted out. Oh, it has to go in love with Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, <laughs> it is various guises. Yeah, he takes all the children and they just you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, you said uh, that uh, Gerard. Depardieu, we're probably saying his name so wrong so many times. <laughs> over. But you Sorry, were, Gerald. But you were saying that he uh, also plays Brad's father. Yes, grand, well. granddad. Yeah, and so he, he goes to live with him. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, and he's a man as, as well as playing all the children. He's also a mature gentleman <laughs> with a beard who doesn't wash very much. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. He lives in the attic. You know, he's a bit grubby. Okay, so this is this is our pitch to Movie Bong. Yeah. I hope they enjoy it. At least it's, you know... Well, nobody else is going to think of a rom-com that, you know, is centred around the COVID well, outbreak, are they? But it's noir. I don't know what that means. Oh. 
anyway. But yeah, essentially yeah. a film. Yeah. It's got some stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people. Yeah. First four people we thought of. <laughs> So that was the pitch, Mike, uh, sent to us anonymously. What, what do you think about that? Who are these people? I thought they were your friends. No, they, they, are these, who are they? Well, They're I thought it was sent to me by a friend, and I've sent him a message here, <laughs> thanks for the pitch. Uh, and he said, I've not sent you one, so I'm very confused. Um, so this is probably genuine movie bong fans. One of them sounds New Zealand or Australia, and the, 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 the lady sounds British. Yep, so we can narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> give us a shout out or give us a message if it is you. Only because um, we'd want to properly credit you. Uh, like, I thought this was a really good idea and I, I want to properly credit people. So did I, yes. Um, I thought it was a really good idea. Um, um, so, so this idea is basically um, is what would happen if you were stuck in self-isolation um, but with people that you don't want. And in this particular instance, it's a love triangle that need to self-isolate. Did they come up with a title? Because I come up, came up with a great one. Did I they come up with I think she was thinking about calling it Side Chick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought, um, much like the uh, <laughs> Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston anti-rom-com The Breakup, it could be called The Outbreak Up. <laughs> Very good. Very nice. good. I was thinking about just calling it like Three's a Crowd, but no, I like yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but I like the idea of, um, I, I was thinking like maybe a guy with like multi, you know, like you get those religious people or whoever, uh, usually in America, you get them in those documentaries and this guy and he's got like seven wives. Uh, <laughs> Like, they must, that must be hard doing the lockdown uh, with so many people in the house. <laughs> oh, yeah, like um, uh, Steve Martin's uh, Cheaper by the Dozen in self-isolation yes. would be a nightmare. Oh, yeah, you could just do a new uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, but filmed, you know, during or for the coronavirus. Coronavirus <laughs> Cheaper by the Dozen, I quite like yeah. that. That's quite interesting. Yeah. I, now, this idea of theirs, it actually reminded me of a movie we saw recently at Grimfest, because it's not miles apart from the premise of Harpoon, which is roughly about, uh, now roughly, about um, a love triangle that ha are sort of stranded on a boat together. Yes. Um, um, which is a fantastic film, and I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, it's a good film, good film. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's available on Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it is. Um, yeah, it's a great little film. Um, really funny and just entertaining. Short and sweet. Um, yeah, uh, so it's, it's a solid idea. I mean, they had some... Uh, yeah, I was, screaming, I was screaming for a moment when they couldn't remember... Uh, Reese Witherspoon's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's three solid big Hollywood actors for that. Um, you got you, uh, Rennie Zellweger, Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt. Um, so, I mean, who you'd have to get a pretty big director to make that. Um, well, I mean, I was thinking like, uh, cause, you know, it's. Uh... 
it's a bit of a knockabout comedy, you know, wh why not have like a Paul Fige, however you pronounce his name. You know, yeah, you know, that's what, exactly what I thought, the bridesmaids guy. Um, or Spielberg does the odd rom-com, look at the terminal. Um, this has the star power that would need to be steered by a star director like Spielberg. Do you not think? No, totally. Now, I what I quite liked about this idea is that uh, it started very, uh, you know, uh, normal, I would say. It's a, a fairly run-of-the-mill movie, uh, a, a good one um, at that. Uh, but then it, it really goes off the rails because at one point they, they, they start suggesting a sort of uh, Eddie Murphy-esque Meet the Clumps, uh, but with <laughs> Gerard Depardieu as... Multiple children. <laughs> yeah, this is where it really takes a turn. Um, really caught me off guard, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not against it. Um, I wouldn't be against any film that did that with particular, you know, Gerard Depardieu in particular. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm open to it, but he does say it does seem quite a, an off kilter uh, move. I don't know. <laughs> I quite liked. The calmness that it was delivered with, though, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm impressed with the the pitch because, like, there wasn't a tonal shift between discussing, you know, a very um, uh, true to life idea of, you know, what would happen if a love triangle had to self isolate. That's a very, you know, like um, I could see EastEnders running that storyline next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, then sort of drifting straight into, oh, and by the way, uh, Gerard Depardieu plays twelve children. Um, but maintaining the same tone, I'm, I'm impressed. It was a good pitch. Uh, it won me over. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you, uh, Mystery Pitchers, uh, for your pitch. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I could see see it totally happening. But, um, well, I mean, yeah, the Gerard Depardieu bit uh, is a bit far out. <laughs> um, but but please, yeah. um, please tweet us, message us. We're happy to add... Uh, your name and credit you properly in the info below this episode. Uh, do get in touch. Um, we don't mean to not credit you. Uh, it was a fantastic pitch. Thanks so much. Yeah, we can give you a shout out in the next episode. Um, and if anyone else wants to uh, submit submit a pitch, um, please do. Worth saying it doesn't have to be pandemic themed. It can be any theme whatsoever. If you've got any uh, movie idea knocking about in your head, um, send it uh, preferably via WeTransfer to red at deadcatcomedy.co.uk Also, like, there's a bit of a fine line between apocalyptic films, post-apocalyptic films, and also zombie films. But uh, this, is, this, is, this is pandemics we're talking. Okay, so, uh, let's move on to our pitches now. Right. Um, we're going we're gonna to play mine first, if that's okay with you, Mike. Yes. Go um, for it. So... Uh, now, we've recorded these separately to hopefully, briefly, improve the audio quality of this podcast. So, here goes nothing. Here's my pitch. Okay, uh, my pitch. Uh, we're doing pandemic movies this week. Uh, so, I've got to come up with some pandemic pitches. I've kept mine silly this week, and I've kept them simple. Uh, so simple, you, you could even argue, I haven't really thought them through. Um, so, the first one, uh, nice 
uh, big, simple, uh, silly pandemic idea. Uh, it's called Geese. Uh, and it's about geese. Uh, it's sort of along the lines of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, um, but with geese. Um, uh, my idea being, uh, I live in Manchester during uh, this period of self-isolation. And um, out, out my window, I can see nothing but fucking geese. Uh, they've taken over the city, reclaimed it as their own. Uh, I don't know if over the last few weeks you've seen like posts online about uh, Venice and its canals being repopulated with like dolphins and stuff. It was all bollocks, but it, it was a lovely bit of clickbait. Uh, well, I've decided that that's what the geese are doing to Manchester. They're taking over Manchester. Um, and uh, this is my pandemic idea. So basically, um, our main character, let's say Dan Stevens off of the Dan Downton Abbey. I quite like him uh, from The Guest. Good film. Um, and he's he's been in uh, sort of like a coronavirus type situation. Uh, they have been in long term uh, isolation and quarantine um like much longer than hopefully what we we will be in quarantine for um so let's say it's sort of like six months to a year or something maybe two years or whatever uh and he has uh, a canal side flat in um manchester and uh you know the 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 quarantine is lifted and they go outside and are immediately sieged by geese uh and then the rest of the film is just sort of them like fighting off Fighting off geese. Uh, but I think uh, what I want to to make this um, movie a real success, and, and yeah, I do think it's, 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 it's a good idea, um, is that I think it needs to be played straight. Um, so the whole, whole time it's dead serious. Like, ah, these fucking geese, ah. Um, you know, people getting eaten by geese and stuff. I think maybe there's a cameo by a swan, breaks a few people's arms. Um, but that, that's my idea, is Dan Stevens fighting the, the geese apocalypse. Uh, so that's idea number one. Uh, idea number two, uh, I mean, man, if you thought the first idea was bad. Um, my second idea is, um, so there's like a coronavirus type uh, thing. Um, so everybody's getting infected with this, with this virus, um, except the virus is, is, is a lot different to coronavirus um, in this movie. Um, because in my movie, uh, the, the coronavirus, it doesn't, it doesn't make you cough um, or like give you a respiratory illness. Um, in my movie, a coronavirus turns you into James Corden. <laughs> so like, <laughs> there's millions of James Cordons across the world. Because <laughs> people have like contracted... Uh, coronavirus. I don't know. Coronavirus nineteen. Uh, they've they've contracted this. Um, so so like loads of people that you know and love have turned into James Corden, <laughs> and the survivors are having to isolate. You know, self isolate themselves from James Corden, which basically means locking yourself in the flat and not making any noise so James Corden doesn't come round and force you into doing carpool karaoke. <laughs> this idea is growing on me. Um, right. Uh, the main character is played by uh, Dominic Cooper, right? Because he's an action star, and fun fact, he used to share a flat with James Corden. Um, so I actually think this is giving it um, a chance to get off the ground, really. Um, 
um, by, by adding in Dominic Cooper. I think he'd be up for this. I think they'd both be up for this because it's, it's such a daft idea. Um, uh, but it's got the the scope to be quite a big, silly movie. I mean, look at Snakes on a Plane, guys. All we need is <laughs> James Corden on a rampage and, uh, you know, money, money, money. Anyway, getting back to the idea, Do- um, uh, Dominic Cooper is, you know, the guy from Preacher. He, uh, Preacher. He is the main character. Um, he's being sieged by an army of James Cordons um, that are just asking him in a really high-pitched voice if he wants to hang out, which is all James Corden really does. Um, he, he's, he's done very well with it, though. Um, right, so what Dominic Cooper has to do to defeat the virus is we need to find patient zero, don't we? That's what we've done with coronavirus. We found patient zero. We found out they've eaten a, a pangolin or a bat or something. And um, that's where it's come from. And then from that, we will eventually, hopefully, derive a cure. So that's what Dominic Cooper does. He has to search down patient zero, which he does. Uh, Patient zero turns out to be Matthew Horn, James Corden's former uh, comedy partner. Uh, Basically, uh, Matthew Horn. I don't know if you remember Matthew Horn. Oh, he's in Gavin and Stacey, isn't he? He's Gavin. Um, But he's not been up to much in the last few years. He sort of slipped into obscurity, or at least more obscure than James Corden. Um, Basically, um, sort of out of jealousy or out of desperation due to James Corden's huge success and Matthew Matthew Horn being left sort of like without uh, a big career, um, Matthew Horn decided to clone James Corden. Uh, so that he could prolong his career. You know, he'd be like, oh, well, don't worry, I've got this clone James Corden. And then he could go out on tour uh, with with a clone James Corden. But the experiment went all wrong, and he accidentally turned himself also into James Corden. Uh, but it's sort of like a contagious uh, case of James Corden, the, the, the Corden virus. Um, and that, that's really as far as I've got. I, th- I think Dominic Cooper should maybe succeed, or maybe he shouldn't. Maybe James Corden should just take over the world and you know this could this could really be like the bleakest film in in film history i don't know if you've seen like martyrs or itchy the killer or old boy but this blows them out the water because at the end of neither of them did the main uh character get defeated by an army of james cordons and 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 it sort of like led to james corden devouring the earth yeah so I think you can tell from my pictures, this uh, virus has really hit me hard. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Um, so those are my pictures. Uh, back to us in the studio. Uh, so that was my pitch, Mike. Uh, what, what, what do you think of my, my two movies? Uh, the first is called Geese, and the second one is called Cordon Virus. Yes, now, okay. <laughs> um, the geese one I can see um, it, it's got a bit of a B-movie-ness about it though um, I don't know if you ever saw there's a great New Zealand horror Black called Sheep. Black Sheep about zombie sheep it's a great film and it's better than it should be <laughs> but uh, I'd recommend that but uh, yeah no like the geese are dickheads and I can totally get on board with a film um the, you know, yeah, I can see this. It's it's quite scary because they are they are, jippy bellends. Oh, uh, they're, they're like they are they are mean. Uh, I don't know if if you at home live near geese, but they're cunts, and 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 that is the right 
level of language to be using. <laughs> They're cunts. Um, yeah, because I, I used to live along the canal for a long time, or just by it, and uh, yeah, they all, they're like gangs, they're just like, yeah. So there's so much um, horror, and as you, um, potential there, and as you say, uh, quite similar to Birds, the Birds of a Dishcock. Yeah, so uh, it's sort of like, you, you kind of think, like, even though it is a really silly idea, as soon as you kind of like tie it in with the work of Hitchcock, you're like... Ah, it's arty now, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> Dan Stevens is solid, so, yeah, there we go. Um, your second idea, um, I'm not quite so sure people will get on board with. It may trigger <laughs> a lot of people, and it may scare a lot of people, and it might get banned into... I don't know <laughs> if you're, if people are ready for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people are ready for a single James Corden in a movie, as Cats has proven. But uh, no, I'm going all out. I want, I want literally millions of James Cordens across the world. Right. And would James Corden be acting in this, or would it all be CGI? He's playing literally every single one of them. Right. Okay. Um, and then you're giving Matt Horn a big, a big screen break. Uh, since his sterling work in lesbian vampire killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but he's not re he's not revealed until the end of the movie. Um, oh right, the majority okay, of the yeah. movie, it, we are with our hero Dominic Cooper. Well, he's James Corden's mate. Right, yeah, yeah, they, they used to live together. This is why I had the idea. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, you, yeah, it's just it, I, it's a bit intense it's a bit extreme for some people uh, <laughs> i don't know because i mean it, it follows a lot of the beats of you know your classic pandemic movie in that you know we, we find patient zero uh we attempt to create a cure you know we lose our loved ones in the ensuing chaos james jordan but <laughs> Corded 19, Corded 19 should be the name of the film. Or I was thinking, you know, like being John Malkovich, this could be fleeing James Corden. Yes, yes. Because um, it would be terrifying if you think about it, because basically what I am, the premise that I am putting forward here is like, imagine there's a pandemic, but you go home and your wife is ill, and when you wake up in the morning, she is James Corden. Yeah, that is terrifying. It's, it's scarier than coronavirus. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly, and it's quite uns it's 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 kind of unsettled me. This one, I know a, a lot of our pictures are quite we mess about and silly, but I think you have gone quite far with that <laughs> because it's James Corden. Um, I mean, that is that is that is wild misuse of James Corden. Your your idea, I mean, <laughs> it's grim. But yeah, it could work as a chilling, uh, <laughs> a chilling horror. I think it would really work. <laughs> cool. Well, let, let's uh, let's move on to to yours then. Uh, you sent me a pitch today, which I've listened to. Uh, let's listen to it all together now. Okay. This is my pitch. Um, these pandemic movies 
always seem so, well, quite serious, obviously. And obviously right now is a very boring time and it's very serious. So I wanted to approach things from a funner angle, a bit of a knockabout comedy angle. Um, so I present to you um, Fundemic. Yes, not Pundemic, it's called Fundemic. Uh, Pundemic is the name of, uh, well, it will be the name of future um, Edinburgh Fringe comedians shows, I imagine, um, or one-liner comedians um, next year. But no, this is, it's probably already been used. This is Fundemic, Fundemic. Um, so essentially, this is a, uh, a virus movie, a disease movie, a la Outbreak. Um, but it's a laughter pandemic, so it's sort of a comedy pandemic. People start laughing uncontrollably. Um, I think it's sort of, this is a film featured over a series of months or whatever, you know, like a long, well, what kind of what we're experiencing now. Um, you know, people start telling more jokes. People start attending more open mic nights. Things start happening like that. More comedians start popping up. Then people start um, physically looking like clowns. Um, and then uh, laugh uncontrollably. Um, and like uh, explode or spontaneously combust quite violently. Um, so yeah, so it's bad. But um, just to uh, delve deep deeper into the plot. Um, so here we have... Uh, the lead, well, one of the leads, um, we have Will Ferrell um, playing uh, famous clown Tootie McSlide. Uh, his official clown name is Uncle Tootie. Um, and him and his uh, scientist husband, Dr. Benjamin McSlide, a British immunology uh, specialist, uh, like scientist, doctor, fella. Um, they discover the Tootie's old... Uh, ex-comedy uh, partner and uh, sort of nemesis and rival now, um, a man named Marlon McElberry. Marlon McElberry, now known as a magician called Marvelous Marl. Um, he's unleashed a virus on humanity. Uh, I'm not sure why. I think he's just a bell end. Yeah, um, he's just not very nice. Uh, maybe it's to do with um, a disagreement with Will Ferrell and not together anymore. Maybe there were sexual partners in the past who were. There's lots to um, lots to work on there. Uh, the virus is, you know, some sort of deadly, infected, deadly virus made of some sort of infected, deadly clown semen. Um, so the world is starting to go crazy. People are starting to um, look like clowns and uh, laugh uh, till they explode. Um so uh, I wanted some sort of uh, quarantine lockdown element to it. Um, a load of people being locked in a building kind of thing. Um, but why not make it the White House, uh, of course. Um, the president uh, in this film, uh, we have a female president, President Jenny Puck, played by Sarah Silverman. Um, and then she has to quarantine um, when a lot of her aides and a lot of people start turning into clowns and there's a bit of satire for you clowns in the white house uh yeah yeah this film's set in america i should have said that <laughs> you got that um 
Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, so, yes, we're in the White House. Um, but then uh, she needs to call on the help of uh, Tutti and Dr. Benjamin. Um, and they have to find a cure. Um, and they find a cure through uh, science. Um, because they... Uh, uh, get a cure from funny bones. That's that's the key to like the antidote. Um, so uh, and they need to administer it out into society and they, and they inject it into your funny bone. Um, and maybe like yeah yeah. So it's like the antidote's like from the funny bone of like clowns or monkeys or something. Um, and uh, yeah, so they administer that. They save humanity. Um, meanwhile, the president, uh, as a favour, has sent out, um, you know, the the, the uh, an, an, her best assassin, um, a guy called Boyle Freely, played by Adam Sandler, to take out uh, that evil magician, played by Eddie Murphy. That's a it's a side plot. Um, anyway, so Will Ferrell, the clown, and his scientist husband, um, they. Uh, have to administer this antidote, um, and, uh, yeah, um, in, inject it maybe into people's, like, funny bones, um, and, the, yeah, and they sort of save humanity, except people can't use their elbows anymore, that's the, uh, sort of twist at the end, um, so, yeah, it would be, um, uh, yeah, starring all those guys with those um, ridiculous names I gave them. And uh, it would be like a fun outbreak comedy. <laughs> um, uh, directed by um, one of those uh, comedy uh, directors. Maybe get the Fowley Brothers back or, uh, or uh, I don't know. I was gonna say Todd Phillips who did the hangover film. Fucking fuck him. Uh, the Joker. A Joker? Well, sod that. Anyway, um yeah, so uh knockabout comedy, Fundemic, um starring Will Farrell and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Eddie Murphy and Sarah Silverman. Um directed by uh yeah, the Farrelly Brothers. Or uh or or, or or that guy, Adam McKay, who direct stuff with uh will ferrell in it um so yeah there you have it fundemic okay so that was fundemic uh yeah. your your Woo-hoo. movie about um a, a pandemic of laughter and, and and general comedy just having a laugh now um, would i be right because i, I want to get the the premise um like down, like like I, I just need to sort out a few things in my head for this. Is the pandemic laughter? Is it just the physical act of laughing, or do people start doing silly comedy things like you know doing clown walks and stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a sort of it's a little bit of both, and it's sort of um, spanning over like half a year or whatever, um, and it slowly builds up. So um, it's sort of you know people being a bit more jovial and then um, more comedians and suddenly everyone's starting open mic nights and and then everyone's having a laugh and then suddenly uh, people start, you know, it just gets worse and worse. People start physically looking like clowns and then they start <laughs> laughing uh, until they uh, spontaneously combust. Well, um, it, it's funny because I, I was listening to the pitch, I kind of thought, 
Oh, that is terrifying. You know, the idea that more people would attend comedy open mic nights. <laughs> I know, right? Um, That's what I was worried about. Um, now, this um, premise reminds me a little bit of um, a Zach Galifianakis indie movie. Um, really? Yeah, there's a movie he did around the time of the Hangover films. Um, it's all played quite straight. Uh, I think it's called Visioneering, I think. Yes, or Visioneers, or busy, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's about a pandemic. There's a pandemic going around where people are spontaneously combusting, like people are literally exploding. And one right. guy just tries to live his life as normal whilst everyone is exploding around him, starring Zach Galifianakis. Right. Because at the end you said uh, they laugh until they explode, so, so it's not miles apart. Well, maybe. I mean, I wasn't really, yeah, I, I, I didn't really think that bit through as much. Um, I like the idea that I have um, an antidote that comes from uh, the funny bone or is injected into the funny bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, yeah, people can't use their elbows or something. I don't know. Um, it, it trailed off at the end. But <laughs> uh, I've got Sarah Silverman as a president, so what more do you want? No, what more do you want? I, I, I like it. I, I, th I think it really works. And I can kind of see, you know, as this progresses, I can see, you know, just walking down the road and people doing lots of, like, really tedious slapstick stuff, you know, like... Um, every time you go to a pub, someone does the Del Boy th falls through the bar thing. <laughs> yes, no, you're gonna, yes, yes. Um, and I just don't think there are any uh, real fun knockabout comedy pandemic films, are there? I mean, <laughs> there's um, evolutions a bit like that, a, a little, um, you know, with David Duchovny and yeah, or, or, or Idiocracy. Yes, 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 good one. Um, but. I wanted a full-blown epic comedy, loads of comedy cameos, cast, um, and, yeah, Will Ferrell um, as a gay clown. <laughs> that, um, one, thing, the one thing I think you could have is you, you could have lots of clips of, like, um, famous comedians of the world um, going on television and um, pleading with people to stop doing comedy and stop yeah. telling jokes um, yes. Stop doing silly walks. Um, yes. it, it's a, it's a, it's against public safety. Um, yes. <laughs> um, yes, and you could have cameos, as you say, of comedians from all over the world, um, British, American, um, and yes, the rest of the world, <laughs> and uh, whatever. And yeah, just loads of great cameos and and and, and comedy stars. And yeah. Big summer blockbuster. Cool. Well, I mean, I, I really like that. Have you got any idea for directors yet? I think I said I, I was. I was thinking that I think I said in the pitch, or I was thinking about Farrelly Brothers, or uh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so, maybe again, Feige could do this one as well, or a Judd Apatow. Or... I was thinking Adam McKay, the guy that works with um, Will Ferrell, did Anchorman and everything, you know what I mean? That's a good shout, yeah, that's a really good shout. He's gone on to more serious stuff now after he did the big shorts, but... He um, did Vice recently, right? Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, he could helm a big, huge comedy. Um, uh, pandemic drama, dramatic comedy, knockabout, slapstick, action. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs>
got evil Eddie Murphy who spread a virus from clowns. Yeah, no, I took a note of that. How is that just a side plot? You've got you've got Eddie Murphy as an evil magician, and and you're just keeping it to the side, <laughs> like. Yeah, and he gets taken out by SAS guy played by Adam Sandler. Um, his name's Boyle Freely. So, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It was, it was the idea was just it, yeah. It was all a bit of a mismatch, but um, I'd like to make it work somehow. I think there's potential. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I think I think that's um, I think that's this week's episode. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with how it how it how it turned out. I hope it sounded okay for you at home. Uh, I'm going to be listening back to this and trying to doctor it and make it sound as listenable as possible. Um, so thanks for sticking with us, uh, Mike. Have you got a message for the listeners at home? Well, it's just yes. It's scary times. Um, it's uh, it's it's all very interesting. We're trying to do this podcast as well as we can. Uh, I'm lying down in my bedroom with a laptop on my chest. <laughs> I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping this works. And this is just another little thing to entertain you in your uh, lockdown. Yeah, um, that, that's all it's, it's about, isn't it? It's like it's keeping yourself um, plugged in, uh, entertained, and doing little jobs here and there about the house. Uh, we're all in it, uh, this situation, same as you are, and we hope that you're getting through it the best you can. Yeah, we yeah we'd like to generate more community in this and just get in touch, uh, send us your ideas or just get in touch in any just to say anything, whatever, just say hello, what whatever. Yeah, but do send in your pitches and that email address again is red at deadcapcomedy.co.uk. If it's too big for an email, send it by uh, WeTransfer. It's a really easy way to share files. Um, thanks so much for listening to us this week. Uh, it's it's goodbye from myself, Red Redmond. And goodbye from myself, Mike Milling. Bye.